one of the best ways to distinguish yourself from your competition is to bring your personality into things as much as possible. And I will tell you with absolute certainty that one of the biggest reasons people hire me is because they'll like read the copy on my website and think to themselves, gee, she sounds really fun. And I mean like with more enthusiasm, but like they'd be like, gee, she sounds really fun. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Liz Teresa of LizTeresa.com. Liz, it's awesome to have you on the show. Yay, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I'm definitely excited to have you on. I've definitely been looking forward to this one. And I wanted to read a little bit more about Liz so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Liz is a business coach and founder of LizTeresa.com. And she has been helping entrepreneurs find clarity and uniquely market themselves with confidence for the past seven years through her strategic web design and clever copywriting services. She wants every entrepreneur to rise to be the star of their own business. She's also the creator of Concept to Creation, her flagship branding and web design program. And you can download a free copywriting training program from her at freecopyvideo.com. Liz, are you ready to speak to the IMCEO community? Yeah, and I'm so grateful for everybody lending us their ear. Yes, definitely, definitely. And uh, (laughs) just to kind of start everything out, I I wanted to hear a little bit more about your CEO story and what led you to start your business. I know, I always have to remind myself I am a CEO because (laughs) (laughs) it sounds so freaking cool. My background is a little funny. I actually was pursuing a degree in English at uh, Bridgewater State University. And so I was getting my master's there. And the reason why I went to pursue my master's degree is because there were absolutely no jobs when I graduated with my bachelor's in 2009. And so I thought, what better way to pass the time than to just continuing, you know, my education. And so um, I ended up going to Bridgewater and it was there actually that I discovered online marketing because just to give everybody a little bit of a flashback, Back in 2009, I mean, that's when Twitter was invented. And that's pretty much when I started graduate school. So to talk about online marketing in 2009, 2010, 2011, which is when I started to get into it, I was like a pioneer. I was very much a cool cat. And the way that it happened is I was actually a really experienced person in camera presence. So like being on camera. And so I was trying to teach someone who was an administrator of the school how to use video with his students. And then it turned out that he said my personal brand had something wrong with it. He was like, oh, you're using Twitter so wrong. And I looked at my Twitter and I thought, wow, I look so pleasant. Like I had a cowboy hat on and I was like, yeah, you know, like, because I was 21 years old and that that seemed like a great idea. Then he told me all about personal branding. And then given my literature background, I read everything I could on online marketing and I got totally addicted. And I started my business just after graduate school. And I would say I definitely soft launched. So I had, I had a job while I was launching my business. I did try to work in like English and like try to get into social media marketing with my English degree, but everything like you needed three to five years experience. And I did have one interview, even though the economy was still terrible in 2011, I did get one interview, but then they actually told me, 
like that I was too creative to work there and the job would like suck the soul from my body. So then I, <laughs> that's really like verbatim and I never forgot it. It's just one of those things, you know, and, and then, yeah. And then I guess fast forward to now and I'm offering full service website design, social media, not social media marketing anymore, but that was kind of how I got started. But I do some social media consulting um, as well as copywriting. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Funny enough, I too was an English major and I too graduated in 2009. Um, I didn't go to Bridgewater. I think you said that's where you went, but I knew firsthand kind of like all the craziness. And, and funny around that time, it seemed like the business world changed a lot and a lot kind of moved towards, you know, social media and a different time, type of digital marketing, so to speak. Yeah, it was all like kind of rapidly changing at that point and everybody seemed to want to use Facebook. And so like I became an expert on that just because it was so, I mean, I don't want to say it was easy to, but it was because there was so little information that it was easy to know everything about it. Yeah. <laughs> Back then. Yeah. And it helped that Facebook wasn't what it is now as far as like business pages and all that fun stuff. So yeah, it's a real animal now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I know you touched a little bit more on it, touch a little bit on it. And I wanted to drill a little bit deeper to hear a little bit more about like how you serve the clients that you work with. So I actually got my first client who is on this show, by the way, Lori Tobin was my first client I ever got. And I actually got her at a networking event. You know, those old fashioned ones where you kind of just walk around and it's very awkward. (laughs) I met somebody that hooked me up with Lori and like, it's been true love ever since. So that was really, really awesome. As far as like how I got my first, because I feel like it's like you get clients in funny ways when you're really starting. And then like all of a sudden it's like you meet one person and that one person opens up like a whole hall way of doors for you. Mm -hmm. And I met someone on Twitter who ended up, her name was Caitlin. And she was really, she just became like a friend. And I would say a great mentor to me. And she introduced me to like the next six or seven clients I had. I mean, at least like, and then after that, they, some of those people are still with me today. And that was now like seven years ago. So it was a while, you know, it, and it's just so funny. I feel like it's like who, you know, can be so impactful. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And like you said, if you, you happen to meet that right person, it, like you said, it opens up a whole entire hallway for you where there's endless doors, as it kind of seems like. And yeah, Lori was awesome. We had her on, on uh, episode number 65, I believe. And yeah, she had an awesome interview. So it's great to kind of hear, you know, how everything comes full circle. I know. Now we're all connected. We're like a family. <laughs> exactly. We've been family. There you go. Podcasting family. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So um, now I wanted to ask you for what I call your secret sauce. And this could be for what you feel kind of distinguishes you or sets you apart? So I think for me, and I think for service providers, it should really, you could kind of borrow from my secret sauce, but my secret sauce is my Lizness is what I would say. So the things that make me so essentially Liz, which is not to say I'm like the rock where I was talking the third person. It's not like that. But what I believe is that if you are a service-based business and if you're a personal brand, one of the best ways to distinguish yourself from your competition is to bring your personality into things as much as possible. And I will tell you with absolute certainty that one of the biggest reasons people hire me is because they'll like read the copy on my website and think to themselves, gee, she sounds really fun. And I mean, like with more enthusiasm, but like, they'd be like, gee, she sounds really fun. (laughs) Um, And then they would, they actually end up scheduling a call. And that's like one of the first things that, you know, the good consultations, this is the way they go. They usually say something like, oh, I read your copy. And I just knew I had to like, I have to have you in my life and in my business. I just have to have you around. Like, that's how it starts. It's not that they know that they want to buy something like specific. Like they don't know that they need a website or just consulting or, or how I fit into their world. They just know I have to fit into their world. So it's not your products that distinguish you. It is your you 
that distinguishes you. I love that. I love that. And you might have to trademark the word Lizness. I think that is definitely a great word as well, too. And uh, yeah, a lot of times people forget that you, you know, you don't buy necessarily products and services. You buy from people you know, like, and trust and those people you develop relationships with. So it's great that you have been kind of authentic to yourself. And by being authentic to yourself and showing who you are, you have attracted, sounds like the right people in your life. Well, it's even like how, you know, if Apple made like the eye boots, you know, and they were like these special boots that mm-hmm. like synced with Apple health and told you about your foot health. I don't know. I'm just making something up. <laughs> I probably buy them because Apple made it. Right. I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's a good example of a brand. Like, so it doesn't have to be a personal brand. I guess you could think about corporate um, kind of borrows from that by creating like, no and trust, which is what you got at. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When you start to, you know, build that, you know, relationship and that person starts to identify themselves with everything that is you, like the business that you talked about, you start to (laughs) want to be involved and have every product and service that that person is putting out because you feel so tied in and it feels like you connect with it. Yeah. And we should say put more Lizness in your business. Oh, man. I like that. Oh, it's so cheesy. I have to use it and just like watch people roll their eyes and we'll all have a good laugh. But yeah, I love it. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. <laughs> so um, now I wanted to switch gears a little bit and ask you for what I call a CEO hack. And this might be an Apple book or a habit that you have, but it's something that makes you more effective and efficient as a business owner. So my favorite, favorite thing that I do is I do something called time auditing. And have you done one of these? I haven't. I'm afraid to do it. Okay. And you know what? That's very normal because it's kind of weird and it's, and it's kind of, it's overly insightful maybe for some people, Mm -hmm. but what basically for people who don't know, the way that I like to describe a time audit is if you open the notes app of your phone, which is how I like to do it. And then I write a minute by minute account of everything I do in a day. And the reason why I think time auditing is incredibly awesome is because, well, one, it tells you how you're spending your time. And so for anybody that like, if you end a work day and you're like, I didn't get anything done, Mm -hmm. this will make that go away because you'll have written proof that you did. So that's super helpful. Additionally, you're less tempted to waste time. So you end up finding more time and you end up accomplishing more because you're actually more conscious of, you know, like when five minutes pass, what did you do? You know? Like, I mean, I write down everything. I write down like from 1023 to 1027, Liz walked downstairs, got some water and then maybe used the bathroom and then came back. Like I, I might do that. It's so impactful, you know, especially for, for entrepreneurs where like, if you're a person and you're doing everything for your business, if you're every department, you need to be so intentional with how you spend your time. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And it's funny, like I try to do um, the time blocking, but I think time auditing goes to a different level because you start to figure out like where all those nuances are and those lost maybe 30 minutes to an hour where you're not sure exactly what happened. You can start to look at your your log, so to speak, and see exactly, you know, how you're spending it and, and if you can kind of adjust that to be more effective. And I had, I talked to this lady, honestly, yesterday, this is so random, but related. And she said this quote that I'm going to repeat, mm-hmm. and her name is Jamie Palmer um, from a company called Outlier marketing group. So she's like a marketing person, but she said work expands to time allowed. So like if you have like blocks of time, cause I still use blocks of time as well. Like you can't use one. I mean, you really should use a bunch of different ways to manage your time. But if you say I have an hour to finish this email, that email is going to take you an hour. You know, that email is not going to take you five minutes. And so I, I thought that that was also a really cool way to think about it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a lot of times when you have that conflict or you don't have enough time, you start to become creative on how you can kind of accomplish those goals. So when you have ambitious goals, you have a short deadline, sometimes you figure out exactly how to reach those goals. Oh, yeah. 
Definitely, definitely, definitely. So now I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. And this is a word of wisdom or piece of advice, or if you can hop into a time machine, what would you tell your younger business self? Oh, that it's okay to say no if the person that's calling and ready to give you money isn't right for you. That's powerful. That's powerful. Yeah, yeah. And people are afraid though. That's why people are afraid to say no. Yeah, yeah. And you always have uh, and wonder if that next client's going to come in. So you have to say yes to this person or you may not be able to pay your bills and do all those things. So definitely fear associated with that. And I'm big, like, I mean, I'm big on also, aside from saying no, it's better to say no early or just not say anything. So like, if you say, I don't know, like I had somebody ask for a quote, this is just an example. And they wanted a website mm-hmm. just to give you an idea. And they were very complimentary on the phone. And then they emailed a follow-up trashing, trash talking a bunch of my clients. And she was like, I hope you didn't make their website. Cause it looks like awful and embarrassing. And I was like, hi. And, and actually lucky for my ego, I didn't um, make those websites, <laughs> but it didn't mean that like, I don't love those clients. So then like, I thought to myself, I was like, wow, how about the golden rule? Treat others the way you want to be treated. Right. Talk about people like that. But then I was like, I'm just going to like, let this puppy go and just not respond anymore. Cause she was like ready to do something. She kept following up. And I was like, I just don't want to talk to negative Nancy's like you. And I, I say it on my website too. So don't be afraid to say that somewhere that you yeah. like to work with people that are good and nice people. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, definitely. You know, don't be afraid to ask for what you want because sometimes you'll get it. And if you don't ask for it, sometimes you'll get what you don't want. So definitely a good reminder. And uh, now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition for what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So I wanted to ask you, Liz, what does being a CEO mean to you? I am very emphatic that I think that it's so important to be a good leader It's being a leader in your industry and being a leader to your clients and being a leader to your team. So it's about exhibiting positive and strong leadership skills. And I think in those three different arenas, and I would say of the three, most importantly to your team. So when I onboard people that work with me, I try really, really hard. And by work with me, I mean like contractors I hire, whoever. I try really, really hard to show up as love is what I always say, like always show up as love and and then in showing up as love, saying to that, that person I'm hiring, what are your strengths and how can I make you feel stronger? Like what, what strengths can we play to? So how can I, you know, give you tasks and delegate things that you'll enjoy doing that will light you up? Um, and what, where, what do you want to learn? You know, how can you grow and how can I be the mentor for you? And so that's kind of how I show up as a CEO. I, I, I equate it so much with showing up as being a positive leader or a mentor. I love that. And I love what you're saying. Show up as love. That definitely makes perfect sense. And when you kind of set that standard and set that kind of culture, so to speak, you start to attract really great people and you start to do, of course, really great work. So um, I think that's a phenomenal definition. And uh, Liz, I truly appreciate you for taking some time out of your schedule. What I want to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, and just see if there's anything additional you want to let our readers and our listeners know. And also, so how everyone can get a hold of you. Oh, I would love that. I think if I had any more nuggets of advice, I would say don't wait to start something. Like don't wait for perfection. Um, just go ahead and start. Cause like, if you don't start, you're always going to have reasons not to. And there is no time where you'll feel ready to like launch a business or even to shift a business. There's no ready period. There's just kind of like deciding if it's important enough to do it or not. 
So just know that. And then as far as like where you can find me and fun things that you can do, I am on iTunes and I have my own amazing show. It's called Liz on Biz and you can find it on iTunes or Google Play. You can also find me at LizTeresa.com, which is L-I-Z-T-H-E-R-E-S-A. Or if you are just feeling really crafty, you could download my free copywriting class, which is available at freecopyvideo.com. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And we'll have those links in the show notes to your your, uh, podcast and also your website and of course the free training that you have as well too. But Liz, thank you so much for taking some time out. I truly appreciate you and I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO Gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.